Hey everybody, this is Adam, co-host of the podcast you're about to listen to. Just a heads up, Unpopular Opinion is a whole network now. We put out 10 to 12 episodes each week, all sorts of different shows. I host six of those episodes every week. You can hear me talk about true crime, you can hear me talk about conspiracy theories, documentaries, the band Nirvana, all kinds of stuff. There's lots of great co-hosts. And we have a whole lineup of podcasts that I'm not on, like Best Bad Movie Ever with Tom Ryman. Maybe you've heard of that guy. And you get all of that for just $5 a month. It's the best deal in entertainment history, I'm pretty sure. It's a hard thing to verify, so we shouldn't even argue about it. Just let me have my position on this. Anyway, patreon.com slash unpops. $5 a month. Check out the rest of our podcasts. If you like this one, you'll probably like the others, too. And hey, thanks for listening. We love you. Enjoy the show. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then I'd come on this show to defend those opinions. But now I don't really do any of that shit. I just do this show. Joining me today, he is one half of the duo that hosts the Not A Huge Fan podcast. He's also a fantastic writer. You should check out his work all over the damn internet. Ladies and gentlemen, Isaac Simpson. Also joining me, he's the other half of the duo that hosts the Not A Huge Fan podcast. He's also sometimes my co-host on the Darkest Hour podcast on the Unpops Podcast Network, and he's the permanent host of the Darkest Hour Live Show at Westside Comedy Theater every second Friday of the month. Ladies and gentlemen, Charles Disney. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. Hey. How's it going? I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Brett Raider's here. <laughs> Howard Dean is here. It's the Howard Dean screen. Yeah! Yeah! The first one was me. The second one was Howard Dean. Right. And Isaac Simpson and Charles Disney. This is your second times on the podcast. Right. Ooh. You're an inseparable pair. We are. We only have you on as a unit. Why is that? We should have you on separately. Yeah, I'd, I'd prefer that. Really. <laughs> that would be better for me. We got to split you up yeah. so you can't coordinate your stories before you get here. Yeah, that's right. I went on Josh's podcast alone. What does that have to do with this? I don't know. Josh Denny. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh... <laughs> Josh Denny. I was on Bob's podcast by myself. Yeah, we can do it. We can do it separately. You uh, both host a podcast called Not a Huge Fan. I just did an episode of that. Has that yeah. gone out yet? No. By the time this episode goes out, it should be up. Nice. Yeah. So everyone should go check that out. I'm great on it. Yeah, it's good. It's a good episode. It is a good episode. <laughs> <clears throat> you say a lot of smart things on it. I try not to, but it just fucking comes out <laughs> sometimes. Comes By out. the way, the episode is the top uh, good things that Trump has done as president. So, of course, Adam has quite a few opinions about that. I had lots to add. You do. Yeah. You Strangely. Yeah, a lot of, yeah, I like the Iran. I've been thinking about that Iran thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I the, guess we shouldn't reference. Yeah, let's talk day, exclusively but. about what we talked <laughs> about. <laughs> on that inside podcast. jokes in the. 
No, the the fact that Iran, if somebody's gay, they give them transgender they, surgery. They pressure them into <clears throat> yeah. having transgender surgery. Right. Yeah. It's the kind of thing that looks good on paper, and then you look into it more, and no, it's not good. No, because yeah. they're, they're making gay people do it, not trans people right. do it. Right, they're, they right. They see it as a cure for homosexuality. Like a They want Neil Patrick Harris to get a sex change. That's, that's the sort of – that's what they want. Yeah. Do you not want that? I'd, I want a little bit less of Neil Patrick <laughs> Harris in my life. The, the Super Bowl is coming up this weekend. I'm sure we're going to have – Five spots of Neil Patrick Harris being like random. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does pop up a lot around the set. Well, what channel is it on this year? NBC. Though? Oh yeah, so there's no, not going to be any Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's going to be all fucking like Carson Daly and Seth Meyers and shit like that. That we'll Carson Daly is Seth he still Daly. on at four thirty in the morning? Uh, he hosts The Voice. No. Whoa! Oh, I haven't seen it. Oh yeah. It. Wow. We're out Nobody. Of it. Okay. No. Yeah. Fine. Adam's the hippest one in the room. Yeah, absolutely. We had a fun thing after Isaac was on the last time. Have I told you about this? No. The I don't tweet know. we got? Oh, God. <laughs> no, see, that's what Charles said when I told him the story, too. He goes, oh, shit. But no, it's actually not bad. Someone tweeted at us and says, oh, man, the first time you have a black person on in such a long time, and they got to be a Trump supporter. <laughs> And I was like, you are being vaguely racist right now. Yeah. Look how thrilled Isaac I am. is that <laughs> you said that. I'm so black. I'm black on the inside, though. No, you're not. Everybody knows that. <laughs> it's true. Aren't and we the all? Outside. And the outside. <laughs> In the evil sense, not the skin tone sense. Black on the black inside. Black on the inside, because yeah. black people are evil? No. Wow, no. Charles. Wow. No. Okay. Okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. What there. I said. Damn. <laughs> is getting intense <laughs> but yeah the trump support we talk about it on the episode of the your podcast that i did you're no longer a trump supporter uh, no right? longer i'm not on the train not on the trump train anymore that's good to know he's a bannonite which is worse hit it brett you know the hardest part of the show for me is the first few minutes because i spend all that time asking everyone else what's going on in their life when all i really want to do is talk about what i've been up to since last week and that's why we call this segment This Week in Me. It's about to get really intense in here. I wish we were recording video so people could see me playing this solo. I actually play it on a synthesizer. This is a guitar solo, as everyone in the room can attest. Fade it out, Brett. I don't know where the drums come from. <laughs> <laughs> that just happens when I start shredding. It's pretty great. So, really, a Bannonite? Is that is that even a thing? And a Bannonite. Yeah. <clears throat> I guess, yeah. I mean, I think you could say that I subscribe to Bannonism to some degree. Why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you here? What do you mean? Do in you, this room? Like, yeah, and like a Jew in L.A. What do you mean? Like, how, like how, did, how did we get here? Breitbart is a Jewish L.A. company. Cool. But like... How do you hear? How do you have friends or anything? Yeah, that's a good question. Actually, you know, being a... Uh, Nazi. No. <laughs> having some right-wing ideas actually gives you more friends. It's surprising. Because a lot of people have these thoughts and they're so afraid to say them. So I'm t dealing with text messages all day from people being like, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? Because I'm their one guy they can go to and like express themselves freely. Oh, that's horrifying. Yeah. It's a lot going mm. on. Can we get some names? Service. I know Nazis <laughs> like to make lists. Yeah. <laughs> so are the commies, though, right? Or the anti-commies? I mean, I built my career on making lists. I think yeah. we all like it. That's true. Listicles. 
Yeah. Listicles are great. <laughs> so we're kind of talking about politics today, but we're also talking about the Olympics, one of my favorite goddamn things in the world. I love. What's everyone's take on the Olympics? Is anyone going to watch the Winter Olympics except me? Oh, oh. I was just going to say, if I'm in a restaurant that has televisions, <laughs> probably. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, I like the figure skating. Ooh. Two? That makes two. Yeah. No, that I'm, yeah, I'm that makes three. We have another. No, no, I'm not one of them. I'm saying you're oh. the second one. Oh, okay. God damn it. Just me and Isaac. I like it. The fucking figure skating. There's another podcast on this network called You Do What? It's hosted by Cindy Arvina. She's a fantastic comic and also a great interviewer. And she interviewed me about my passion for Olympic figure skating. Not competing in it, obviously, but watching it. It's, I think, one of the best competitive sports to watch on television. Yeah. It's so fucking tense. It's cool. It's yeah. a cool. I remember watching last time in a bar in Koreatown and being blown away by the figure skaters. Just yeah. being like, this is so cool. Just the physics that yeah, go into yeah. being able to skate and then jump and do that kind of maneuver in the air and then land and stop and then keep going. Right. I think it's really incredible. Like obviously it's probably the, one of the hardest things to do. I have a hard time with the the qualitative sports cuz I can't cuz when you're doing a quadruple axle it all first of all it all happens in under a second and I can't tell if you're doing three or four rotations, but also I can't tell the difference between one that was like a 9 and one that was a 10 and for me to watch something and then it come down to like a bunch of French judges I don't know. I'd rather see something where there's a score or a time on it, and that's what, I mean. And that happens with gymnastics or or even diving in the Summer Olympics too. You're like, well, he just flipped a bunch of times. I, I don't know. How, I don't know if, how he did. Yeah, can you guys tell as figure skater watchers that someone is doing better than someone else? Like when the judges' scoring comes in, do you go like, "Yep, mm. called it." Not real. I mean, you can tell to some extent if someone doesn't fall for one thing. Or if their ankle doesn't right. wobble just a little bit, costing them all the work they've done their entire life leading up to that point. If nothing like that happens, it's kind of hard. But that's what the commentators are for. Yeah. Because th- what I love about ice or figure skating is it's mostly silence from fucking Joe Buck and Troy Aikman in the background. But then when the jump goes, they're <laughs> like, oh. Oh, she didn't get all the way around. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, she didn't. She didn't. I saw that. Yeah. But yeah. I didn't see that. I just, I needed them to tell me that. But yeah, it's it's hard to tell. I feel like when I watch figure skating, it's the same as when I watch the Westminster dog thing. Yeah. Same thing. I like, I like seeing dogs, but I don't know what the hell they're looking yeah. for. I'm just assuming everyone knows what they're talking about. Yeah. I don't know. But when you're watching the figure skating, I mean, that is real high level human competition. Oh, I agree. It's also cool to see women. I mean, the Olympics is the one time where women's sports are better than men's sports. Yeah. And that's great. I mean, figure skating I, and know? gymnastics. Yeah. Oh like, name your, name your. Those Five the most t- memorable male gymnasts. No, I don't know any of them. I None. hate watching male gymnastics. Whereas yeah. women, it's like really cool. Why do you hate watching men's gymnastics? It makes me so the uncomfortable. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck, you got a problem with the pommel horse? <laughs> <laughs> fuck the pommel horse. I don't even like watching male figure skating. It looks too... Yeah. Like men and women are doing basically the same moves. Right. And it's like... Ugh, it feels disingenuous. Like, I like that women kind of it seems like they struggle with it a little more and that's just because of it's a strength thing and i like seeing a little struggle in my athletic competition like with men it's really hard to tell the difference between 
a 9.8 and a 9.4. But with women, there's a little more like they're doing the same moves men do, which is rare in sports. Like people are always like, oh, when's there going to be a woman in the NFL? I don't know, but I know she's going to be a kicker. Yeah. (laughs) She is not going to be playing center and protecting Tom Brady. And that's just because of the evolution of men's bodies, which probably weren't meant to evolve the way they have in the NFL. Right. But they have. And it's made the playing field very not level when it comes to men and women for that sport. But figure skating, we're all doing the same thing. And I like that aspect of it. I like that we're doing the same thing, but it looks as cool either way. Because the WNBA is doing the same thing as the NBA, but there's never going to be a woman like Tomahawk dunking over someone really violently. It's like still kind of not the same, but figure skating, it's totally the same thing. Yeah, no, it's yeah. more so. Like. Is it also because higher men have gross bodies? Yeah, I, that's what I think it is. It's like it's about grace, kind of. And yes, it's, it's absolutely rare, about grace. You know? right. Women are much more graceful than men. So Certainly. Yeah. yeah, and I hate seeing their balls. You always see their balls. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stop looking at those balls every time I'm watching those figure skaters. Oh, boy. That's... Then do you really hate seeing <laughs> yeah. Can't stop like staring at those them. balls. <laughs> yeah. Said a very heterosexual man. <laughs> it's a heterosexual black man. Yeah. so yeah the olympics are coming up or well by the time this goes up the olympics will already be in full swing and so we're talking about politics in the olympics because this olympics in particular it's a little tense politically because it's in south korea which uh geography alert just south of North Korea. Oh, what? I don't know you if have anyone experience from the whole mm. the living in the Dakotas. Yeah, I yeah. used to. Yeah, that I lived in South Dakota, so. and I know how that arrangement works when it's north, right above where you are. I never I've, knew I've, that. I've heard of that. Wow, I've heard of this. And now North Korea just came out with this. Did everyone see this like warning they put out where they said they are going to uh, scare the Americans? Right before the Olympics. They said that? Yeah, but all they're talking about is doing one of their fucking parades oh. where they have like someone construct a bunch of missiles out of plywood and paint them up and then put them on the back of tanks and take them down the street. Mm, oh, I yeah, thought that yeah. meant they were going to like jump out of the shadows at the Olympics. How great would that be? Uh, I'd yeah. be in favor of that. Just a actually. bunch of jump scares in the figure skating <laughs> event? I'm way into that, too. Super into that. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, the whole thing is that North and South Korea are going to be on the same women's hockey team. They have a yeah. united team. <laughs> That's cute. Well, I mean, it's they have like... a women's hockey team. I know. I, I didn't murdered. even know that was a thing. Well, it goes to show I thought they were getting rid of women's hockey because it was so uncompetitive and there were basically only two countries america and canada that even put out somewhat yeah respectable well it goes to show how not seriously they take it that they just allowed a united team yeah it was like okay sure yeah (laughs) you know like have two countries field the team just for that one sport yeah 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 i'm interested to see how that plays out because that if you look into the history of north and south korea north korea has a long history of going okay let's just be friends and let's show people we're friends by doing this joint thing that the world sees and maybe we can move toward unification. And then like a week later, they're like firing mortars across the DMZ and yeah. just fucking turning on South Korea. Kidnapping movie directors. Well, it's also... That's it, such a good documentary. Oh, yeah, that's really good. That's Fantastic. a great story. What was the other weird Korean thing where they... 
went after that guy in the airport. Oh, those, those women thought they were playing a prank. Is what they claim. Yes. They, what did they do? They like blew a powder in his face. They did a fake prank show, and they basically told these people they were doing pranks where you just go up to someone and rub something on their face in the right. airport. <laughs> and it's a great show. Then that like they do a couple test runs, and then they. Uh, Eventually, Kim Jong-un's brother comes to the Malaysia airport, and they're like, <laughs> that guy. And the cloth they gave them had actual poison on it, and it killed him. Whoa. Yeah, they that happened. happened. They staged an entire fake prank show to murder Kim Jong-un's brother Holy in the Malaysian fuck. airport. And now just this past week, a report came out that that group met with an American right before the murder, and they think that American is a spy. I thought that he was supposed to have done it. No, I thought that Kim Jong Un like took out his brother. Well, I, I mean, he probably ordered it. But oh they, yeah, right. they killed him at the Malaysia. Was at the Malaysia? No, it wasn't yeah. actually him. Wasn't I know, but airport. I mean, like he was the guy behind it. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's surveillance video of him afterwards, still standing around talking and like pointing at his face, like <laughs> I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die really soon, <laughs> oh, and he does. He dies like half an hour later. That is insane. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's what I would be worried about when the North Koreans say they're gonna scare. Yeah. No, that's not so, going to happen, man. The, the Western media wants to portray it as way uh -oh. worse than it is. I mean, clearly they're getting along enough to field a women's hockey team. How bad can it be between North and South? And, I mean, it terrifies the West. North and South getting along terrifies America. They are because China is giant communist threat right there. They're, like, kind of helping North Korea. South Korea is very Western. And... You know, if they turn, if they start getting along with North Korea, that's really bad for the U.S. Why? Because then you have this block of countries all next to each other where the U.S. has no real in. You know, you have China here, North Korea, South Korea. You have three communist countries, effectively. Why would <laughs> South Korea become communist? I'm saying if they start getting along with North Korea, you know, who knows what can happen. They love pop music. They love cars. They love barbecue. I don't know if they're going to be going communist anytime soon. They like, don't necessarily have to go communist, but the the concern also is we have a lot of military installations in South Korea. Right? Yeah. In yeah. South Korea, we have an anti missile system set up on a fucking golf course in South Korea, and it's a thing that China and Russia both have been like, mm, yeah. Why is this here? Why yeah, is that yeah. there? We wish it wasn't there, and it's kind of the same thing as what's happening in the Philippines, where the Philippines. A lot of people here are like, oh, my God, Duterte's killing drug dealers and drug users. We have to split ties with them. But they're also – they've been our only friend in that region for such a long time that we kind of have to toe a line between, yeah, we don't like what you're doing, but also don't shut our bases down yeah. <laughs> because if – you do that, then we have to get through a lot of enemy territory in the event a war with China breaks out. And so it, it's not so much they might turn communist. It's it's more like a like a selfish thing. Like, well, we have interest. Like all of our – everything we do in the world, it's just based on our self-interest in maintaining our dominance in that region. Yeah. And also figure skating. Yeah. <laughs> and also maintaining figure skating. Dominance. Yeah. That's – the most important. Yeah, I read an article, not to divert from something scary like South Korea <laughs> to something much scarier, but I saw an article the other day that like the U.S. women are expected to win no medals. Oh, my God. In figure skating this year. And oh, I don't like that because the Olympics, that's the one time, not of the year, because it's only, it's every two years, 
now that they alternate winter and summer, it's the only time I get patriotic. Any other time, like even 9-11, I was like, all right, let's hear them out. <laughs> why they flew that. I'm not standing for the anthem. <laughs> yeah. Why is it, why are they not expected to win any medals? It just feels Because they're not that good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. There's some Bulgarian who's like, better. Yeah. Yeah. But there is one girl too much empowerment, if you know what I mean. Yeah, right. For about a week of the Olympics, I'm not going to be in America, which is the first time I've ever watched an Olympics in a in a foreign country. It'll be an interesting experience to see to be like the one person who's like, "Yeah, go us," but not you, me. What country will you be in? England. Okay. But uh, yeah, I mean they don't do shit in the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah, no, but it's cold up there. They've probably got a curling team. They've probably got they probably got a luge guy. They probably got yeah. a speed skating guy. <laughs> they, got some, they got a speed skater. Who doesn't love the skiers. luge? Nobody. I love anyone the luge. could do luge. it. I love saying it. Anyone could do it. There was the, the Washington Post did a thing where they sent just a regular reporter up to the luge training facility in Lake Placid. And the girl was like, yeah, I went to the little training facility for a day, and then they let me go on the track at night at the end of the day. And uh, I actually went pretty fast. I did a pretty good time. Wow. Which means that anyone can anybody do it. Like, And she literally it. didn't know what the hell she was doing. But also doing. people die on that thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's that video from the last Winter Olympics where the guy, he takes oh, yeah, a he, turn he, he hit a pole. and goes up and his body just slams into the steel pole and killed him. Oh, oh yeah, No, if that happened, yeah. yeah, like the first day of the uh Yeah, of the that Olympics. was the last Winter Olympics, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Fatalities. So, so yeah, Fatalities. this is... Fatalities. It's going to be a very politically charged environment at the Winter Olympics this year. Also, Russia's not going to be there. Oh, They're right. sending yeah, a bunch of athletes, but they have to compete under the Olympic flag because of a doping scandal, right. which that's the thing. I've uh, Since I, I saw Rocky Four in theaters, I'm old, and ever since then, I've just pictured the Olympics as like our women's figure skaters dragging logs through the fucking forest of upstate New York. And then Katarina Vitt like, <laughs> injecting steroids. And I'm like, fuck these bras. Yeah. Cheating, cheating Russians. Pieces of shit. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be really political. And I'm interested to see how. Like, I thought that about Brazil, too, though, the, the Rio Olympics. I was like, we're going to get bombed and everyone's going to come home with Zika. And neither of those things happened. happened. There, I mean, there were dead bodies washing up. On shore, they've been. They were dead for months beforehand. Yeah, it was. That wasn't Olympic violence. That was just just typical Brazil violence. Yeah, Yeah. I liked watching those Brazil videos of tourists like almost getting robbed by street people in Brazil. Oh yeah, I watched many of those and enjoyed them. Yeah, yeah, they were the they were a devastating Olympics just to the people of Brazil, just not anyone else and tourists to some extent right and the whiny ass australian team that like bitched about their quarters the entire time like ooh, no running water how much do you have to pay on patreon to stay in the unpop studio during the la 2028 olympics uh fifteen dollars a month (laughs) okay yeah it's a really cheap one yeah but yeah yeah not bad yeah. Oh, yeah. We are going to have the Olympics in 2028. In 10 years. I'm going to try and go. Is that a summer or a winter Olympics? The summer. Okay. This I'll go to like question. one. <laughs> question, isn't it? That's, that's an amazing question. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Everything For happens information, at Big Bear. We're taping this on February 2nd, and it is uh, like, a, yeah. like I should 85 be, No, I should today. be killed. That's, yeah, we no have the air conditioning on. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to talk about some other times that the Olympics got really fucking political. It doesn't happen as much as you would think. Given that 
this is an event that brings every country from the world stage together. And I do love that every country brings all their shady shit that they do in everyday life. Like Russia and China are still Russia and China. In the Olympics, you have to keep a really close eye on them. And we've just figured out cheating to a level that no one can keep an eye on us. <laughs> and it's great. It's it's like a mini it's like a mini world war breaking out. Yeah. yeah. Except like if the war was dancing or something. It's just all I mean, I guess sports, but no, it's like remember those great John Fla- John Flaude Flam Flan? Jesus. John Claude Van Damme. <laughs> <laughs> remember those great John Claude Van Damme movies that were like the the Wait. quest where it was yeah. him versus all of the races like from all yeah. over the world and like the Italian, the Spanish guy like fought like a you know like the Spanish style and the Jamaican guy did like the Jamaican fighting. It's like that. It's like each person kind of has their own signature yeah. move, you know, that that they bring. And it's cool to see what that is. Yeah. I like that you said great Jean-Claude Van Damme films. Oh, hey, those were those were a good time. But you mentioned The Quest. The Quest. You mean like Bloodsport. Yeah. Is what we Has everyone seen about. Jean-Claude Van Johnson, though? No. On no. Amazon? It's really fucking good. Really? Is yeah. there more than just the pilot? Yeah, they, they released the oh, first season I saw the pilot really not long it. ago. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about the... I think the granddaddy of political Olympics, the 1936 Summer Olympics. Isaac's favorite. My favorite. In no. Germany, Berlin. They they were granted the Olympics on April 26, 1931, a couple years before the Nazis took power. They weren't already in power at the time, so that's good. I guess they'll think of it like they're going to think of the 2028 Olympics. In America, like we, they gave it to him before the, the Nazis <laughs> power. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> so, yeah, that was two years before the Nazis took power. But I don't know, would it have kept them from getting the Olympics? Because it's not like as soon as the Nazis started getting anti Semitic, we were like, oh no. No, not at all. For a we long like, time, we were like, all. fuck those Jews. Yeah. We do not want them here either. And then Pearl Harbor happened, and we were like, fine. Right. Yeah. We still don't want the Jews here, but we'll go fight in the war. Well, they side, they even sidelined some of the Jewish Olympians, right? Yeah. During the th- so as to not offend Hitler. Right. Oh, and the Americans did. Yeah. No, I mean, we were always Snowflake on. Hitler. <laughs> Triggered lips. <laughs> no, FDR was always very anti-Hitler. I mean, a lot of people in America, like Henry Ford, there was a whole Nazi contingent of people here. That's where America First comes from. Oh, does it? America First was basically the American wing of the Nazis during World War II. Yeah, and they were coming here and meeting people and everything. And FDR hated Hitler from the beginning, but was kind of unsure. And he wasn't sure he was going to be able to sell the Americans on the war. And he promised, we are not going to war, many times. And before Pearl Harbor. Right. And... um, but right before that, he issued this proclamation that was like, look, kind of trying to get people in the mood to go to war. He was like, there are two things America stands for more than anything, and that is freedom of speech and the freedom to practice your religion as you see fit. Yeah. So he kind of swept the Jews into into that as a reason to defend, as a reason to go against Hitler. Yeah. So I don't know. That's just a little bit it's of It's as good aside. a reason as any to go against Hitler. Also, the U.S., didn't they... 
weren't they the ones that formally accepted the invitation to go to the Olympics when there was any still a question about whether or not they were going to happen? And oh, then did they? The United States said, "No, we're going to go to the Olympics," and then everybody else was like, "Okay, let's we're going to we're going to do this." That tracks. Yep, that's yeah. usually how. Yeah, I think well, I that's how it. when we boycotted the it was the nineteen eighty summer Olympics. We boycotted, I believe. That was like in Russia or something? Yeah. And like 61 countries joined in with us. Right. And then in the 80 Winter Olympics, we beat Russia at hockey. And that's when we won the Cold War. It was over at that point. Got a great Kurt Russell movie (laughs) out of it. A really great Kurt Russell movie. right. Tipping point. Yeah. So the Nazi Olympics, that's what people call them now. I like that. The Nazi Olympics. I mean, that's what you should call them. Like it was... That was the Nazi party putting on. They built uh, a huge stadium and all these venues to try and outdo L.A. And what's interesting to me, history kind of glosses over this part because everyone's like, oh, Hitler thought he was going to show us up. But then Jesse Owens showed up and won all the medals. Germany dominated those Olympics. They won 89 medals compared to our 56 so we're damn lucky Jesse Owens <laughs> won a lot of track and field events. Otherwise, the Olympics might have been us going, are the Nazis yeah. right? Jesus Maybe. Christ. <laughs> they have a good they point. Are they are pole vaulting like a motherfucker right <laughs> all now. Those, all those white people sports. They can dominate. <laughs> yeah, they also, they had uh, Lini Riefenstahl, who did all of the famous Nazi movies, did a uh, a film for the 36 Olympics that was called Olympia that has pioneered a lot of the techniques that are now really common in filming sports. Yeah. Which is crazy because I don't remember which podcast it came up on, but there's also a Nazi Titanic movie that is like the precursor to every boat disaster movie you've ever seen. Like, like a Nazi movie about the about Titanic? the Titanic. Wow! And I, I think they sunk an actual ship and put Jews whoa. on it. Yeah. Oh. oh, whoa! Yeah, I mean, not surprising, but still a little unsettling to hear. It's like a historical high budget snuff film, pretty much. Yeah, and it's it's like also kind of viewed as James Cameron definitely saw this. <laughs> he, he, is a, he is a personal copy. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I like that the Hindenburg flew over the opening ceremony. That was a of the thirty six Olympics. Yeah, yeah. A fun tidbit. Yeah, the Hindenburg's one of my favorite disaster videos, just because more people survived than people <laughs> realized. Yeah. So when it's crashing, you see if you look at the look at ground level, you see people just streaming out of there, and the people who died were the ones who didn't get out before the balloon, which was the part that was on fire, eventually floated to the ground, yeah. and then that's when everyone was just kind of. Covered in fire. But a lot of people survived the Hindenburg. This feels very pro Nazi all of a sudden. (laughs) Well, we know why. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no. Not an an actual Nazi. Good rebuttal. (laughs) Not an actual Nazi. I just don't disagree with that. Well, no, not an actual I, Nazi. I just voted for the same guy that all the okay. Nazis voted for. <laughs> Here we go. Here uh, we go, Brett. It's being rude. Yeah. Well, it is three out of the four of these controversies are Jew centric. What do you mean? Uh, of these Olympic controversies. What is it? What is this? Well, what we got the Israel thing, and then we got the Eric Rudolph thing, white nationalist, anti-globalist Jew. He guy. was. He, he said uh, it was about abortion. 
Yeah, but he was, a, about he was part of this. He was part of this whole Ruby Ridge, Waco, you know, all those dudes were, that was like a white nationalist flare up in the beginning of the 1920s. He's saying the same, he's all about this white nationalism, Rudolph. I got super de- into like a Rudolph uh, rabbit hole after reading the. Hess or Eric? Wait, what? Rudolph. Eric references. Nice. Uh, Eric that Robert. I was a lunatic. Ru- the, 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 yeah. reindeer. Wait, Eric Robert Rudolph, right? Yeah. That's his name? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Should we talk about that one next? I had them in all in order, but let's talk about the uh, Centennial Park bombing. Yeah. Let's. Well, this was, I got so into this because this what does that mean? Because time of the period. White, the white power thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, this time period between like 92 and 96 was. There was like a little mini uprising when all these people were super active, and now like half of them are in Supermax, which is another fascinating. Probably because they bombed the federal building in Oklahoma <laughs> yeah. City. Probably a good yeah. idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah, those same kind of just type of people. And it was like just Americans practicing their free speech to bomb <laughs> to bomb the Olympics. You don't believe in free speech, so it's interesting. I mean, this was just a fascinating case that I didn't really know anything about. The whole Richard Jewell thing is fascinating. The Richard Jewell thing is depressing. Yeah, yeah. really yeah. depressing. It's really a snapshot of what I mean. We've never stopped being that, but the early ninety, early to mid nineties is when trial on TV starts. Like, there's the Pamela Smart case, which was that first really court TV kind of you see everything happening in the courtroom and everything you knew about it was fed to you by the media. Like if you know anything about Pamela smart, she was a teacher who fucked her student. And then that student, uh, she talked into killing her husband. Oh, fuck! and that's what I knew for years and years and years and years. And then I watched this documentary, not a teacher. She just worked at the school district, not in any kind of dealing with kids capacity. The student was 17, so damn near legal age, and she probably didn't ask him to kill her husband. Wow. He just did it, but he's out of prison now, and she has exhausted all of her appeals and can't say anything else for the rest of her life. She's going to die in prison. But the way the media portrayed that, it was compl- totally like hard. I thought yeah. I knew everything. And if you look at a lot of those... Tanya really? Harding, O.J. Simpson. Yeah, Tanya yeah. Harding, O.J. Oh, Simpson. <laughs> Scott Peterson. Like, Scott Peterson, I think, didn't kill his wife. Yeah, right. Like, I think maybe Scott Peterson just went fishing and got framed yeah. by lazy cops. And, and the other it's like the hot coffee too. thing. It's the hot coffee yeah, thing. Yeah, hot coffee too. Yeah. yeah. And Richard Jewell really got caught up in that because he, like, this guy saved lives. He found the bomb before it went off and cleared the park. So... Yes, 111 people got injured, but only one person died. And then one person died a little later from a heart attack the from the camera injuries. Right. Yeah. 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 But he saved a lot of lives. And then we immediately were like, ha, ha, ha. he did it. Get him. And everyone threw was... him under the bus. Yeah. Did you hear the, the case against the school that he used to work at? So yes. He was like a, like a cop at a school or you know, a, he, a rent-a-cop. He's exactly like the guy who, who kind of organized the Tanya Harding yeah, Nancy yeah, Kerrigan yeah, yeah. He yeah. just looked like the, he looks like the guy from four years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, let's get him. No, so he did that, and like easier, yeah. immediately they interviewed his old employer, and they immediately threw him under the bus. Yeah. Like, yeah, he seems like the kind of guy that would probably do this. Like he used to write mean tickets to people. Like yeah, he's yeah. probably the guy. Yeah, yeah they yeah. said he he wrote really elaborate security reports yeah, or yeah. something like that, and just like they painted him as a crazy person, and that's the thing, like. 
I thought of him as the Olympic Park bomber for years. Right. After that, he was exonerated before 96 even ended. Yeah. They sent him a letter, which was an unprecedented thing. They sent him a letter saying, we clear you. And that's not how the media works, no. though. Yeah, like, they don't care. Like, you hear all of, like, they're going to put the, oh, is this the guy who did it? That's going to be what you hear. And then when you find out they he's not, it's just like, yeah, we were wrong. Yeah. And that's, then, why, <laughs> Nobody... that's why it's 2018 and once a week the news is like, did Hillary Clinton email somebody something <laughs> once? You're like, just leave her, leave it, leave Stop. us all alone. Stop it's, it. Stop it. Did you yeah. read the Vanity Fair article, the ballad of Richard Jewell, about his, uh, that was written about that whole time period? Uh-huh. It's it's so depressing because he's bad. He's staying with his mom, and he and his mom are just freaking out because they finally got the letter, and all these people, all these news people are bothering them. And. You know, he's just having a hard time and he can't do the interview on the day that like Katie Couric wants him to do it. So she's calling his lawyer like, this is going to be over. The story is over now if you don't get him on. Just the the amount of pressure on this non-celebrity, non-public figure for something that he has. This hero. Yes, this hero that did nothing wrong and he's he still can't like get his story out because the media is continuing yeah. to persecute him, <laughs> even oh. though he's been formally yeah. cleared by the FBI. Yeah. The only thing he did was his job at a very high level. Yes. Yeah. He found the bomb before it went off and got people out of there. Like, yeah. that's all you want from a security guard. And we were like, mm, maybe he did it. How'd he know right. the bomb was there? Can you imagine if you were accused of something and they talked to your previous employers? Yeah. Like, oh, my <laughs> fuck you would be. Yeah, definitely Adam, a serial killer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like he really is. Adam would be fucked. I'd be way fucked. Yeah. Everyone would be fucked. Yeah. yeah. I can't think of a person who wouldn't be. Yeah. 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 yeah, but the the bright side there, I mean, it's not really a bright side, but he actually sued. Yeah, all these people. All of those right, people for right. libel and won most of them except the Atlanta Journal Constitution. They were like, hey, man, we were just reporting what the police told us. Right. So we can't be held liable for that. And they won. But yeah. Other but he than probably that, had tons of money, but then he promptly died. Like yeah. He had a bunch of money and they just dead. Yeah, they formally apologized to him like publicly in Georgia in 2006, and then he died in 2007. Yeah, that's, that's and it was a leak from the FBI, right? It was an FBI profile that got leaked to the media, is what I understand. I wonder if I wonder if oh, was yeah. Mind Hunter John Douglas wrote that profile. Wouldn't surprise mm, me. Yeah, yeah. Nice. that's a pretty great show though, and Mine a great book. So good. So yeah, good. I haven't read the book. The, book. the Netflix show is amazing. Yeah, the Centennial Park bombing. I remember that. Happening that was one of the dream team years. Oh, it was 96 was the best year, yeah. That's when we were really dominating at Olympic basketball. It's like height of Tupac's career. It was truly that it was like I feel like 96 was the end of his career. Well, it was, it sure was, (laughs) (laughs) sure was the highlight, but it was also the it it was the peak and the end, yeah, Yeah. at the same time. Charles Barkley, Penny Hardaway, Grant Hill, Carl Malone, Reggie Miller. Hakeem the Dream, Shaq, Gary Payton, Scottie Pippen. Pretty Mitch, big missing name on that list, Mitch huh? Richmond. No Jordan. Well, no, that must have been he, that was year. Yeah, retired. yeah, he was retired. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. David yeah. Robinson and John Stockton. Oh, retired. So. Definitely not suspended for gambling. Yeah, that's a whole <laughs> other episode we can do on that. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the Olympic Park bombings. Well, what's fa- before we leave this one? Yeah, go ahead. I just want to say what's was I got such in this rabbit hole of this was like a flare up of Trumpism in the early nineties that went completely unnoticed. 
What do you mean unnoticed? I mean, nobody really put it together that this was something that resurged 20 years later. Like yeah. there was all this white anti-globalist anger. Like I read his like letter about this, like the bomber. It reads like straight up something some crazy ass, you know, racist yeah. would say today. It's like I hate the globalists who are trying to do, like control the new world order. It's like straight up Alex Jones shit like 20 years before the Yeah. Thing. And there was a million there was a bunch of these people doing the same things. It was like cuz Ruby Ridge happened in 92, then Waco in 93, and both of those were like anti you know, like white supremacists viewed those yeah. as like anti-white people things. So that like flared up then and then it kind of went down for a while and then re-flared for whatever reason. Yeah. yeah. Resurgences of stuff like that, like you're seeing it all around Europe right now. Right. It's always, always, always a response to liberalism. Like you saw it here after eight years of Obama, the country is now like, Maybe we should elect Trump. See what happens. I think what happened there, no, we're kind of used to eight to four year cycles in terms of political parties. But by the time Clinton got elected, it had been Bush and then Reagan for two terms. So it was 12 years of really conservative politics in this country. And then Clinton gets elected. And I think that's, I think it was kind of an accelerated version of that natural uprising you see to liberalism where it was less of a reaction to it and more of a panic. Right, yeah. Like, yeah. holy shit, we've the been running things. Abortion on demand, you know. Yeah, yeah we've yeah. been running things since the 80s. <laughs> right. And right. now here's Clinton and we're fucked. Yeah. So we got to start bombing uh, fucking uh, nurseries. Oklahoma City, you know, it's yeah. all, those are all the same they bombed a They bombed a nursery. Let's oh, yeah, it's fucked up. No, say no, that it's, part. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, it was really bad. And yeah, I think that's what it was. I think it was a more of a flash version of like you're seeing it in Hungary and all these places in Europe where there's a skepticism when it comes to liberals where people want their religious values and things that were integral to building their country represented even when it gets to the point where representing those things as your national identity really disenfranchises other people and it's turning into a big fight everywhere around the world it's very disturbing. <laughs> it's sweeping. We're the, all going to die. Sweeping Western Let's Europe, have Western. an ice dancing competition <laughs> in South Korea. Let's ice dance this out. <laughs> yeah. Let's get I would out. watch that. Yeah. yeah. I wish we could settle everything through ice dance or polo. That Let's talk about, let's the, blood talk about the, the blood and the, the water. The blood and the water match. Because when does polo get fucking crazy? But in 1956, the Melbourne Summer Olympics, which were happening in like December because everything's fucking backwards so weird, in yeah. Australia. Like what? Fucking weirdos. <laughs> the Hungarian capital of Budapest, there was there were student uprisings in 1956 because even by that point they were like, "Hey, fuck these communists. We want no part of this government." And they were there were all of these protests and uprisings from October 23rd to November 10th. 200,000 people were displaced in Hungary. Uh, there were hundreds of people that were shot. And with all of this dissent on everyone's mind, Russia and Hungary meet in the water polo semifinals in the 56 Summer Olympics, and it gets bloody. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, the preface here is that, which I didn't know, is that Hungary is like the water polo team of history. Like, this is the best water polo program ever. That I, I still oh, don't yeah. know. They that. win every single year. 
That's like they are like they are like the best. Do you, do you guys know how water polo is played? Like in I a, have in a it's pool. In, it's in water. Yeah, it's in I a have pool. no idea. Well, the horses in the pool. What the pers- how you? Oh, do it's it. basically soccer in a pool. Is it? It's, it's a soccer, soccer with in a hands pool in your pool with hands. Okay. Yeah, and a lot of ball grabbing under the water. It's one of those things. It's yeah. like roller derby where I understand when it's happening. What roller the rules derby are. makes yeah. no sense. And then and then later I'm trying to figure out like what do they do exactly? And I can't remember. Twenty ten year olds in a pool with two nets at opposite ends and dropped a ball in the middle. <laughs> they would all about. instantly know the rules. <laughs> nice. It's a water polo. Yeah, right. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that about Hungary that they're this dominant. Oh, they're the best. Like I don't even expect there to be a lot of pools in Hungary. Well, that's great. Cool. Well, it's like always them and the old uh, like Czechoslovakian countries. Or wait, no, the old Yugoslavian Yugoslavia. countries. Yeah, it's all like uh, Croatia that's and crazy. versus Hungary. Yeah, so that whole part of the world is like water polo central. Yeah, and they go into the Olympics with all of that on their mind. Also, the Hungarian team. They're kind of deciding: Are we going to just fucking defect and stay in Austria? Well, not defect. They were like seeking asylum right. in Australia because things were getting so crazy. And they get to the Olympic Village. Their flag has been defaced with a communist hammer and sickle. So things are really going bad for the Hungarian team when they get to the Olympics. And they face off on December 6th against the Russian team. And they hate these people. Like they're very angry. They immediately start taunting them because they could all speak Russian. They had to take Russian as kids in Hungary because it was a Russian government. And it gets violent. It's a water polo. It's called the blood in the water match because with one minute left, they called the game. Hungary was winning four to nothing. And they called it because a Russian player just punched somebody in the fucking eye (laughs) and opened a gash above his head. Blood starts pouring into the pool and they're like fine hungary wins uh, yeah dq and what's crazy is there's video on youtube if you go out you can search and there's still it's black and white right. which is dumb like <laughs> have color cameras <laughs> if you're gonna bleed in a pool <laughs> come on guys but come on, people. i think this article that i linked to if i can uh, get it pulled up here they colorized one of the pictures of one of the players coming out of the pool after the game. The Melbourne Herald son. That's one of the players. Look at that fucking gash over his eye. Everyone listening at home. Whoa. But for one wow. thing, this guy looks like Vladimir Putin. <laughs> <laughs> Probably and is. he also, it doesn't so much look like there's a gash over his eye. It looks like he's peeled off part of his face to reveal he's something else underneath. <laughs> yeah. A V face mask. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you go out on... Uh, YouTube, you can find footage from this match, and it is violent as fuck. Irvin yeah. Zador, is that how you pronounce his name? Yes. I like that I like that water polo guys don't have to shave their bodies. I feel more comfortable yeah. masculinity wise. They don't need to be aerodynamic. It's no. Right. Completely you can, different thing. You can be you can have all your body hair and play water polo. I like that. I knew a guy who just ran a lot, and he was like, no, I have to shave my legs. Yeah. So yeah, I'm like, like no, you're you not, just like doing that. Yeah, That's you're not competing you like. in it. <laughs> <laughs> I had a guy at school who claimed that he shaved his legs once for swim team, and the hair never grew back. And yeah. I'm like, no, you're still shaving your legs. <laughs> and he's like, well, how do you know? Like, that's not, yeah. it doesn't work that way. So let's talk about the mother of all political incidents at the Olympics, the 1972 Munich Massacre. On the one hand, huge tragedy. On the other hand, 
we don't have the film Munich without it. Pretty good movie. It's a yeah. Good movie. Eric Bana's probably defining role, if yeah. you ask me. Uh, defining I've never... O-Face, that's for sure. Does he do some fucking in that? Yeah. Oh, There's yeah. A, that whole sequence. The end of the movie, he gets back home and makes, I don't know if you could call it love, but he makes something to his wife. Oh, yeah. While exercising the demons of everything oh, he's done. Right. Yeah, that was the one bullshit part of the movie where they portrayed it like those people came home with conflicts about what they'd done. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like they, they came out after and were like, no, yeah, that's that was, exactly was what we wanted. <laughs> that was great. That's it's honestly how most countries should handle terrorist incidents yeah. because it kind of is. Like, if no one's familiar with what happened, basically, during the 72 Summer Olympics in Munich, West Germany, a Palestinian terrorist group called Black September, great fucking name, uh, they break into the Olympic Village and kill uh, 11. 11 members of the Israeli Olympic team and a cop. And it turns into, it's not just that they killed them, it turns into a big hostage standoff. They end up moving them to the airport, and like there's, it seems like they're going to get away, and then another shootout breaks out, and basically everyone dies. Everyone dies except three of the terrorists, and the three terrorists that didn't die were released by West Germany like a year later because of a, another hijacking, and that was their agreement was, hey, let's... If you release them, we'll give you your plane back. So then Israel's like, fuck that. And they launch Operation Wrath of God, <laughs> which was them. Not a very subtle name, is it? Literally them hunting down each person involved in this terrorist attack and murdering them. Movie history is better off for Check that. Check it out. Sure. If you're not aware, the movie's called Munich. <laughs> it was directed by Steven Spielberg. Daniel Craig's in it. Eric Bonner's in it. It's so good. It's really good. Yeah. It's really good. And it's it's kind of how I wish we would have handled 9-11. Hmm. Like, couldn't we have just found so yeah, like going in terms to war of with two countries? Munich no? versus Zero Dark Thirty. Munich is superior right. film. Hmm. Yeah, and it's it's a thing that has been put out there before that nine like post nine eleven should have been a police operation. Yeah. It shouldn't have been totally. a Invasion. Let's go bomb an entire country. Yeah, like two you, countries. Yeah, you you hunt down the people who did that and attack them. So as much shit as Israel gets, depending on what side you're on, I feel like they handled this the right way. Yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting. What was really interesting to me about this is that the <laughs> the uh, the the Palestinian leader was Jewish. What Issa, the oh. guy who led Black September, was Jewish. Oh, really? Yeah, he was a Palestinian Jew. His mother was Jewish. Well, some of them were were so also Christian weird. too. They weren't all. They were, it wasn't like a group of yeah. Muslim terrorists. They were right, right. There was a, a kind of a. There were more than just jihadi reasons behind. Yeah, it, it was a nationalist. I mean, it was na- it was like you know defending yeah. the borders thing. They were. It was motivated by secular nationalism. That's right. right. That's what they said. One day yeah. in September is the other good movie to watch about it. The documentary. It won oh, the yeah. best documentary in two thousands. Oh wow! Excellent, uh, excellent documentary about the entire thing. All right. With no O face. The other funny. The other, <laughs> the other funny thing was that uh, I don't know if you guys read, but. The guy who like notified the other people that the raid was going on, who like jumped out, he like the terrorists come and he like jumps out of the window, he breaks the window and jumps out. He was a race walker. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So it's like, did he like race walk <laughs> <laughs> to the other, you know, to the other thing? That's what I was visualizing. Got to get some training in. Yeah, and they like race walk after him. Some of the like little bits of that story that I thought were interesting were like the Der Spiegel article that claimed that West Germany had been tipped off that this was going to happen. Well, there was a lot of Germany blaming yeah. in the Wikipedia. Yeah. It was all like the Germans fucked this up really badly. Yeah. And that's the, some Hasbara shit, which drives me crazy. But Some what? I mean, someone had to fuck something up. Oh, sure. Of course. Listen, well, you, you fuck up the world twice. You crashed two parties pretty bad in uh, 1910s. And the 1940s, we're going to blame you for a little bit. Yeah. So you turn it around. So you get a little bit of Merkel in there. So you tell Volkswagen to figure it out with their their, (laughs) their, (laughs) cheating ass Volkswagen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. We're not going to blame them first anymore. They had a solid 60 years where we're like, hey, you guys up to some shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was. uh, Yeah. The funny thing is they were clearly trying to not have a militaristic presence. Like, the the PR spin was this, was like, hey, let's not look like Nazis. Like, let's have this be, like, free and nice. And so they, they, like, didn't have a lot of security, which ended up, this is, like, why this happened. So it was them trying to not be Nazis that actually, like, fucked them over in this case. Yeah, that was a bad call. There was a lot of terrorism in general in the 70s. 70s is a great time to have really long hair and want to, like, steal planes. Yeah, the seven. I call it the golden age of terrorism. Like there was so much terrorism in the United States in the yeah, seventies. Yeah. We don't even talk Coke, about like yeah. all the Puerto coming. Rico shit. We never yeah. talk about those guys. Were like killing congressmen. We never talk about that. Well, not even just that, but like there were so many bombings. It's just that we were good, and we meaning Americans. I'm making that a blanket term because all of our terrorists were really good at not killing people. Right. There was a cop in San Francisco that was killed because he was in – they bombed a police building and no one was expecting anyone to be there. And this guy, he died. Yeah. But other than that, most of the terrorist bombings in the United States, be it the, the Weathermen or the Jewish Defense League, all of the different groups that were active in the 70s, they just blew up buildings – like after hours, which if you're an employee there, you're going to show up to work the next day and be like, oh, day <laughs> off. <laughs> Holy shit. Please blow up the building. But yeah. beyond that, it's. And the weathermen blew themselves up. Uh, there was that one house yeah. they were in where they had all that shit downstairs and, yeah. and it destroyed the house. And, right. a and there's of them that were famous killed. picture of Dustin Hoffman running away with a painting from <laughs> his living room. Yeah. I haven't Priorities, seen that. Dustin. Because <laughs> that was the one that happened in New York. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I did yeah, not Dustin see that. Hoffman lived next door. And there's a really famous picture of him fleeing down the street holding one of his paintings that he didn't want to catch on fire, which I'm laughing, but that was probably like $13 million <laughs> holding over his head. Yeah, it is crazy that those people have like jobs at universities now. Isn't that wild? And it's, yeah. like, it's like those were domestic terrorists that killed people, and now they're like have really high-paying jobs at universities. What about the right-wing guys there in Supermax? Yeah, it's... I mean, it's a question of... Did the right-wing guys kill anybody? Well, I'm just saying every right... All the 90s guys, those are they're all in Supermax, man. 22 hours a day alone. Well, yeah, but they, like, pulled off Oklahoma City and shit like well, that. Well, but I'm saying... Yes, totally. They should be there. I'm not saying they shouldn't be there. I'm just saying maybe the, you know, the heirs of the world should also well, be there. Well, then you're talking, like, body count at that point. Like, the heirs of the world didn't really kill people. I think the question... the Like, Northern Ireland is a better place to ask that question because we painted the IRA as 
terrorists for a long time. And now the IRA is a legitimate political party. Sinn Féin is a legitimate political party. And at some point, it's like, were they terrorists or were they fighting for something they deserved? Right. Because the Good Friday Agreement in Northern Ireland, like that, a lot of them were let out of prison. And But if you look back throughout that conflict in Northern Ireland and Ireland, it spans like 30 years. And both sides are like killing children all along the way. They're like bombing civilian targets. And then once it comes to an end, there's this agreement and everyone's just like, all right, none of us are terrorists anymore. We were just fighting for something we believed in and what's done is done. So it's, I don't know, terrorism is always, it depends on what size you're right. on. Right, it's, yeah, it's who's, who wins. Yeah. Who, who kind of who wins. Who wins and who, like, you know, I don't know. It's yeah. weird. But I do think all those right wing dudes should be in supermax. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like who gets tried in the international criminal court? It's always you know like Pol Pot. Those guys all got tried. You know the the ethnic cleansers of and uh, Serbians should have been tried. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, why is I do Bush think any Bush should have been tried? I mean, Bush did everything that the Serbians did. You know, oh, I mean, yeah. it wasn't like as racially motivated, but it's like he killed just as many people, if not more. So yeah. You know. Because we're the USA. Yeah, because we control that shit. Same yeah. reason why we don't get caught for cheating in the Olympics. Because what exactly. we do, we say, oh, no, no. <laughs> I hope it pays off this year because if the, the women don't win at least one medal in figure skating, I'm defecting to North Korea. Oh. oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they have good food and shit there. We should wrap it up. We don't have comments because I don't know what order these episodes are going out. Uh, what do we have to pluck before? Oh, we... This yeah. was a fun episode. I oh. thought it was really interesting. I agree, even though the Olympics I don't enjoy, but I do I like talking about. I know them. it's a polarizing thing. Like you, you people either love the I, Olympics I think, or just don't care. I think what I don't like, I don't think anyone hates the Olympics. I don't hate, hate them. The Olympics? Yeah. I hate the coverage of it. The the mawkishness. Bob Costas annoys me. I hate the sentimental stories. Like I just want to watch the stuff happen and then yeah. have my own judgments about it, and not have to hear annoying stories about everybody. Yeah. So I think it's more that 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 gets under my skin than the actual Olympics. But you need the story, you like, because you I don't, don't know who any of these people are. You need the drama to know, enjoy man. it. I just like watching people do physical feats that I could never do. Mm. That's that's all I need like to see. Curling. Yeah, I mean, fuck, I, you get you get me on a curling field. What I don't know what the fuck it is. Curling court <laughs> field. I, it's called a slab. I wouldn't be able to do any of that <laughs> shit. Slab. You know, those guys... I don't yeah. broom my house, let alone ice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this was... Uh, I think this is going to be another political Olympics. We'll see. It's already something's gonna happen. Something's going to happen this time. It feels like it. It feels like it. But I said that, I said that, that last year, too. I, I'm predicting. Yeah. I You're, said that last year. No, I did not. There were no Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> I said that I last said year. That in it really didn't happen because there weren't Olympics. <laughs> I'm going to say it about the 2028 LA Winter Olympics. There's going <laughs> to yeah. some political things going to happen there. So, yeah. what do we have to plug before we get out of here? Besides Patreon.com/slash/unpops, if you want to hear a bunch of other podcasts, I host six podcasts a week, motherfuckers, and like ten shows a month. But on Sun Saturdays, I do a rotating monthly show. So if you want to hear more of me, and I know you do, you know you do, just go to patreon.com slash unpops, baby. Sign up. All right, what's everyone else got? Uh, well, <clears throat> I have a project that's a little bit hard to explain, but basically it's trying to get good writers paid via micropayments on the Web3. I'm in. Yeah. 
And uh, we've actually made a little bit of money so far for writers on Medium, and we're expanding to Patreon and Steemit and CreateSpace and OpenBazaar and all these platforms that are now allowing peer-to-peer micropayments between readers and writers. Cut out the middleman is the is the goal. So it's actually like um, it. it's called Vandal Press. VandalPress.com or check us out on Medium is the better thing to do. Vandal Press uh, on Medium. And make sure to clap. Hit the clap button because we get paid when you do that. So That's awesome. Yeah. Let's <laughs> do clap. that. Yeah, that's a clap. Charles, do you have anything to plug? Uh, check out our podcast uh, that Isaac and I have called Not a Huge Fan, featuring an episode with Adam Todd Brown yeah. recently. You oh, can subscribe yeah. on any podcast platform. Isaac uh, also released a book of poetry with some other poets, and I wrote the foreword. Oh, it's great. Charles shits on all the poems. It's really fun. <laughs> it's called I Don't Want is the name of the book. You can buy it on Amazon. And then Adam and I and Josh Denny have a show every Friday, every second Friday at second Friday of the month. West Side Comedy Theater called The Darkest Hour, and that is always worth going to if you like stand-up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Brett, how's the Big Brother season? Guys, the Big Brother season <laughs> is heating up. As counter-programming to the Winter Olympics, CBS is airing Celebrity Big Brother. I don't know what's happening because we're taping all these episodes before the season premieres. But if the Olympics are happening, then Big Brother is happening. Check out my podcast, Hey Julie. Download it wherever you get podcasts. Hey Julie on Twitter at HeyJulieBB. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Brett Raider. Very nice. Nice. He really does have a Big Brother podcast. Wow. It's It's quite quite good. Nice. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. This was fun. Isaac, say goodbye. Bye. Charles, say goodbye. Bye. Brett, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.